Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? Bad, presumably. And how the bloody hell are your heads? Realistically worse. Guys, how's it going? It's been a minute. It's been some time. It's been bloody ages since we last spoke to each other. There's literally a ship outside my window now that's ruining this recording. I apologise. Nevertheless, it feels like an eternity. I think this has been the longest stretch since I first started the show, since we first embarked on this weird journey together, that there's been such a, a gap in me talking to you. And thank you all, by the way. So many of you reached out to me over the last few weeks and genuinely inquired about my mental health, which is Aside from me being flattered and, you know, touched that some of you guys care, it's a fucking good sign. It's a good sign on a reflection of wider society in that this is where we are, where it's normal to ask people about how their mental well-being is. Bad, presumably. But you know what I mean? It's it's really positive. Obviously, subscribe to the Patreon. I'll, I'll go bananas if you... But just pay the money, do you know? Anyway. No, in all seriousness, thank you very much for the kind messages. And would you bloody believe I'm actually okay? I mean, I was tempted to come on the show today and give it the old, Oh, what a week. Oh, what a week it's been. Oh, life, 2020, only me. You know those, oh, what a week. You know those people, oh, oh, why are only things ever happen to me? You illegally downloaded a cat from the internet and now you're being prosecuted in a court of law. This has got nothing to do with 2020. Oh, what a week. Oh, would you, oh, just when you think things couldn't get any worse. You illegally parked in a handicapped spot for four hours and then you went to electric picnic for the weekend. This has got nothing to do with 2020. Va, va. Ah, oh, what a week. Ah, oh, what a week. Wait until you hear what happened to me. Oh, yeah, go on. What happened to you? Ah, oh, what a week. I was doing donuts in the parking lot in Vincent's and this pensioner had the bloody audacity to try and humble across the road and I bloody hit her. Ah, oh, what a week. Only me, and now her blood's on the bloody dash. Oh, God. Oh, I'm glad I bumped into you. You didn't bump into me. You didn't bump into me. You've called over to my house. You've called over to my house, and you've got this vengeance about some pensioner and bloody Vincent's. What the hell is going on here? Oh, only me. Only me do things happen to. You know those people? The indulgent ones. The spoofers. The fraudsters. The liars. The cheaters. The thieves of your time. Life happens to everybody, friend. Not just you. Okay? Ah, oh, did you see? I was reading the other day that they're, they're after closing down the Louvre. What? After closing down the Louvre in Paris. Yeah, yeah, I may have seen something about that. Yeah, what's the... Oh, well, that's the, that's the proposal out the window, then. Uh, man, you're, you're single, though. Yeah, but, like, imagine if I wasn't. Okay, okay yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, what a week. Anyway... I haven't had a bad week or a bad month. I've actually been okay. I've actually... Ah, oh, no, stop. Honest. Ah, oh, fuck. I need to announce the winner of the Scrum Diddly's thing. Okay, we'll do that now after this. But nevertheless, I am okay. Thank you all for your kind wishes, well wishes, etc. The reality is there have been lots of updates in my life which is basically going to be the nature of the show today. Rather than doing a sort of specific 
you know, subset of Irish society and trying to dismantle them, I'm actually just going to tell you about my life for a second, which is incredibly indulgent and cringeworthy, but there you go. We're, we're here. We may as well enjoy it. Oh, would you just... So here we are, 2021, we're actually here now. What an overwhelmingly tough year that was for all of us, and much more for some than others. But it's also important to remember that you were not alone in feeling hopeless. Like, and sorry, more importantly, you are, no, you are not alone if you are feeling hopeless. Forgive yourself for feeling fucked up, because things are fucked up. Allow yourself to be overwhelmed Lean into it. It's okay. But whatever you do, don't put up a meme. Yeah? Don't put up a meme about 2020 because coronavirus doesn't give a goddamn damn about Deirdre O'Shea from Skibbereen not being able to get her eyebrows or arse hairs threaded as we enter another lockdown. I know. Another lockdown. Everything is closing down. My heart goes out to every single individual or business who is suffering immeasurable losses as we move into 2021. And this shit is continuing. I feel so sorry for the pubs and bars that have to close as we enter this process all over again. But in a much more real sense... I feel sorry for the gobshites who spent two grand in woodies to build their own bar in the back garden of a country that gets about... <coughs> Christ, good stuff. Nice timing, cough. Oh my God. Couldn't be COVID again. Couldn't be COVID again. I got it back in March. Let's try that one. In a much more real sense, I feel sorry for the gobshites who spent two grand in woodies to build their own bar in the back garden of a country that gets about 20 rainless days per annum. What the hell were you thinking? Have you seen these? The lads, the lads who build bars in their gardens. Like, let's, firstly, let's look at the aesthetics. This thing has a stainless steel roof and shelves made of timber that Tom Crean wouldn't use as fucking firewood. I wouldn't even use that as a bike shed, let alone as a watering hole. I mean, it looks like a rabbit hutch. It looks like a rabbit hutch. Have you seen these things? I'm surprised the drinks don't come out of those little bottles attached to the side. You know, like they have in hamster cage, like little, little hamster cage things. What a howler of a purchase. So uh, what can I get you, lads? Preferably an Uber, Uber, please, as I want to go home. But you know what? Go on, go on. For the sake of the charade and playing adult in this Fisher-Price pointing hut, I'll have a Heineken. Coolie, I'll just, uh, just nip into the kitchen and get you one. Sorry? Oh, uh, no, I'll just nip into the kitchen and, and get you one. Sorry, but uh, I thought, would they not be in, the, in this bar that you've just paid inordinate sums of money for? No, 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 it's just, well, there's no fridge, so I just have to go into the, into the kitchen. Don't mind mum, she's just making dinner. I'll just go into the kitchen there. What is the point of this then? What is the benefit? Oh, well, they've got a shelf, you know, and there's sort of hole in it, so it looks like it's a proper bar. You know, with a barman. Bro, that's your mate Brian from uni, wearing a North Face jacket, along with the rest of fucking Dublin, by the way, standing in front of a few half-empty bottles of Campari and Gordon's dry gin that he's robbed from his mother's golf bag. This does not resemble a public house. Ah, anyone up for a few tunes? Oh, okay. 
Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Yes. Like, does this thing... Okay, maybe maybe I was wrong. I apologise. I really, really apologise. Does this thing have, like, a built-in sound system? Well, no, no. But my brother's got a UE boom upstairs charging in his room. So we could, like, connect our phones. And if someone's got Bluetooth working at a level of strength you wouldn't find in the fucking Pentagon, maybe we can have a hoolie. Good God. What were these people thinking? Also, by the way, sorry, sorry. Please don't call it a tiki bar. Please do not call this thing a tiki bar. Bar, Or at least tell me, by the way, at least tell me what makes this thing a tiki bar. Because if it's that red and yellow crepe paper I just stubbed out my cigarette in, you can genuinely get fucked. Also, by the way, your dad wearing a Hawaiian shirt in the Lachlanstown suburbs in the middle of December greeting the neighbours with aloha is more offensive to Hawaii than Pearl fucking Harbour. Sorry, sorry, guys, uh, just real quick break from this podcast, uh, just to inform you, I'm delighted now that we don't need to worry about coronavirus anymore at all. It's finished, finito, dead, it's done, it's over. Because according to Aoife from Kill Cool, age 27, currently doing a false course in how to wear a puffer jacket, she's just put up an Instagram with the caption, ha ha ha. See you later, 2020. Glad to finally put that year behind us. Onwards and upwards. Good times. Let them roll. <laughs> Thank you, Aoife. Cheers. Thank you very much, Aoife. You're essentially Ireland's answer to Greta Thunberg. For those of you unfamiliar, by the way, Greta, on her 10th birthday, Greta Thunberg was at the G8 summit speaking to world leaders about the devastating and potentially irreversible impact of climate change. I always wonder, though, what did she do for her 11th birthday? Greta, what did you get up to for the old 11th birthday? Sorry? Sorry, no, a little bit louder, please. Go-karting. You went go with the with the engine. Scumbag. Dirtbag, beanbag. Off to TGI's after, was it? The old surf and turf, was it, Greta? The old stack of ribs for table tumberg, is it? Meat and fish and fish and meat and drink and diesel, were you? <laughs> Nevertheless. Thank you, Aoife. To be fair, though, like, it has been a year of inspiration to watch you and many other social commentators, which I hate, emerge from the wings of society with pearls you wouldn't find as a necklace in a porn video. Ah, here's a picture of me middle finger at a 2020 calendar. That's from Kevin O'Doyle there, aged 24, from Trimblestown. Recently cried on Christmas Eve and his parents didn't give him the PlayStation 5, but somehow he feels he's more equipped to deal with COVID-19 than Enfet and the ball guy. Thank you, Instagram, for giving us these pearls. Instagram has been a weird place throughout the pandemic, as I'm sure you will all agree. We've had some amazing moments. All those people doing charity 5Ks, do you remember that? Haven't seen quite as much in recent months, haven't seen many charity 5Ks from Una and the gals in December. But the charity has been amazing, you can't deny that. I mean, we used to, you think about it, we used to deal with global health issues by getting buckets of ice in our back gardens and pouring them over our heads. But now we've evolved. We're different. 
Everything has changed. This time round, we get buckets of ice in our back gardens and fill them with beers and have people over from several different households. Quite inspiring when you think about it. Instagram during the pandemic. It's been so weird, especially over Christmas. Obviously, we sort of missed a lot of the usual trivial nonsense that you think you hate, but actually you grow to tolerate and love because it's part of the furniture of tradition of Christmas, you know? The silly season captions, I won't even go near them because somehow they still manage to get through the gaps and present themselves on my fucking feed. Even in a lockdown, people still had the silly season captions. Do you know what else we had? Do you know what else we had this year? The couples taking pictures in front of Christmas trees that aren't their own. What the hell is going on there? Honestly, though. Why is, is there a rule book, by the way, in a relationship? Because now I'm in one, by the way. I'm now in a relationship. There is a Mrs. Roast, which we'll get to later on. But is there a rule book when you, be, when you become a couple that you have to take this fucking dog shit photo in front of a hotel Christmas tree? Her looking like she's been pistol whipped by Homer Simpson's makeup gun and him wearing more brill cream in one moment than David Beckham did throughout the years of 1997 until 2001. Why are you taking photos in front of this tree? You weren't up in the middle of the night in the McGillicuddy reeks, were you? You didn't fell it yourselves, did you? You didn't scale the sugar loaf barefoot and chop it down with your teeth, did you? You've got some nerve, you couples, standing in the lobby of that hotel motel or Holiday Inn with a fucking Cheshire cat grin on your fat little faces, looking so happy. You're destroying my Christmas. You know these couples. These are the couples, they post everything on Instagram. They live through Instagram because without social media, they'd have to reason with the reality that they've got nothing to say to themselves. The sort of people you know, you see them walking around town on Christmas Eve, 15 Joe Malone fucking bags under their arms. What did you get for Christmas, guys? Gareth and Susie. You know the real Gareth and Susie. Oh, we're over to Gaz and Sue's. We're all discussing the hashtag for the wedding. Ah, good luck. Gaz and Sue's, you go over to the house for a Christmas drink. 54 fucking Joe Malone candles lit. Literally looks like the vigil for a missing teenager. I thought this was a scene from Gone Girl, guys. What the hell is going on here? You couples with your happiness and your appreciation for each other. At Christmas time, I hate it. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, just a quick little uh, announcement. Don't fret about COVID-19 at all, guys. At all. Do not worry about it. Release any pent-up anguish, stress or agitation you may have about this looming demise. Because according to Keith McDonough, age 37, currently selling foot spas and tanning injections in shopping centre car parks, Lol, all you COVID idiots cannot wait for this year to end so all the sheep can be found out for what they are, lol. Thank you, Keith. Lovely colour on you there, baby. Were you away, were you? Jet-setting, was it? Two tickets to Tahiti, Hawaii, to a tiki bar, was it, Keith? Doing the limbo, 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 did you? 
Oh, no, sorry. Your back has just finally given out due to the needless tan injections you've administered yourself over the years. Thank you, Keith. Anyway, people that put up incriminating photos to their close friends on Instagram, it's sort of like the equivalent of your auntie pushing up a Facebook status telling Mark Zuckerberg that her pictures are her private property and not to be shared. Can we talk about these people, please? You saw a lot of them over Christmas. I mean, I've wanted to touch on them. Not touch them. Relax, but like I wanted to touch on this subject for quite a while because it really bothers bothers me. You know, uh, you saw them over Christmas posting photos of them at house parties with 20 people there. And then they post an image of it to their close friends. For those of you unfamiliar, aka mum, your close friends on, <clears throat> excuse me, your close friends on Instagram is a different category of people that you can share content with who you select. So basically it's a private group of, ergo, your close friends, and you can put up, generally speaking, more controversial stuff uh, and just share it with those who you know and trust. Nevertheless, over Christmas, lots of people were sharing photos of parties and stuff and then putting it on Instagram, but only to their close friends. This really bothers me, you know? You're not having a clandestine candlelit dinner with 16 biscuits when you post the evidence on the internet, you moron. And also, not to be all, by the way, morally superior, because, for instance, I'm not saying I'm better than these people who are doing that, who are going out over Christmas and having these parties hot off the heels of London, right? But certainly not as bad. Certainly not as bad as you. Uh, like, definitely not. <clears throat> but it's the fact that they put it as their close friends which annoys me, because in that, that's almost an admission of guilt. They know it's bad. They know what they're doing is bad, but not bad enough to not want people to know that they're having fun. There's something so fucking smug about it. It's like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go to house parties over Christmas and there's going to be 35 of you there on each other's shoulders listening to the worst music in the history of recorded sound, that's fine. And then, and equally, if you're going to post about it, why don't you just put it up on your normal Instagram? Why do you have to hide it? Just because you put it as your close friends, this doesn't give you some sort of passport to amorality. But people seem to think it is. Ah, yeah, you know, cheated on Sarah there last night. Now, uh, fairly bad there. Did you see that video of me burying my face in a big pair of breasts? Did you? Yeah, bro, I did. That was that was shocking. And you're an asshole. Ah, no, no, it's grand. Like I put it as my close friends. Oh, did you? Ah, fucking Jesus. How were the nipples anyway? Were they good? They looked pink. I mean, gee, ah, that's great crack. How is Sarah, by the way? Is the pregnancy, yeah? Do you know what I mean? People seem to think that if it's close friends, you can just do anything. Did you see me and Vince's man earlier on doing donuts over that pensioner's face? Ah, yeah, no. Jeez, you didn't post it anywhere, man, did you? Well, yeah, oh, yeah, well, I did, like, but just to the, just to the close friends on, on Instagram. Ah, yeah, grand. Yeah, give us a go, will you? Is that still, yeah, gear five? Unbelievable. whirlwind to be honest 
I mean, you're probably expecting some like really mind-blowing positive news. That's not massively the case, but um, long story short, I like left my job in December. Some of you may know that I used to work for the BBC and that finished up, yeah, um, in the middle of December. So I was sort of just really overwhelmingly busy trying to get that figured out. And then once that happened, I was like, oh God, I'm now literally uh, a full-time comedian, which is incredible and my dream coming true, but it's also utterly terrifying because I'm now completely in the deep end. So I sort of needed to take a few weeks off just to get my head together, uh, spend some time with Mrs. Roast and get get ready for the new year. So forgive me, forgive my absence. It won't happen again. I mean, that's sort of, this is it now, really. This is the job now. Um, terrifying. And to everybody that's on the Patreon, like I know a lot of you subscribe to the Patreon and you were expecting a lot of content. And let's be honest, I fell short time and time again um, because life just got in the way, especially over the last few months when I was trying to yeah, make the decision about leaving the BBC to sort of pursue comedy full time. It all just, uh, yeah, got me. I just got, I got so fucking busy and stressed and yeah, it was very difficult, not in a, not in a wanker way, but uh, it did. It was difficult doing a full-time job and then trying to write the roast every week as well. But at least now I can. At least now uh, it's just the roast. It's just me and you forever and ever. Or at least in maybe like four months' time when this doesn't work uh, and I have to get a job at Nando's, which may be the case. But look, that's the fucking risk you take. you got to shoot your shot, don't you? As Michael Scott always famously says um so i just want to thank you for listening over the last year it's i know it's ironic like i used to say it at the beginning i'd be like oh you're changing my life but now i can legitimately say that you guys have changed my life uh yeah i am now doing the sunday roast full time so thank you so so much uh it's surreal terrifying but surreal thank you patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. If there was ever a time that you were going to subscribe to the Patreon and help cool off the nerves that I have about not having a, a paycheck anymore, I have no income going forward. Now would be an amazing time to subscribe to the Patreon. And as a result of this literally now being my job, there will be a lot more content. There'll be a lot more lobster content. If you like lobsters, if you like lobster content, consider subscribing. I'm also going to bring back the baby roast. I'm also thinking about getting like a phone, sort of like a Sunday roast hotline, where you guys can call in with your with the things that you want to put into the oven. And I will feature the best ones on the show. I think that's a great idea. We might do that. Anyway, look, the world is our lobster. Let's fucking go. Thank you so much. Uh, this is probably going to be like shared on WhatsApp groups being like, oh, he's lost his mind. The guy's a complete megalomaniac. And if so...
Oh, what a week. What a week it's been for me. Just when I thought things couldn't get any... Ah, oh, when, when I thought things couldn't get any worse. Only me. Only me could this happen to. Excuse me. You lost out on the gig. Because you went into the interview. And you kissed the job interviewer on the lips in lieu of shaking his hand. And then, whenever the secretary came in and offered you, and literally said to you, would you like coffee or tea, you replied yes. This has got nothing to do with 2020. You need to go home. You need to add some skill sets to your CV. Maybe do an EC bloody DL course, as we all know the vital importance they provide, or the vital, you know, whatever, something about the NHS. Do you know what I mean? Do you need a job? Is that what... Oh, let's go. Nepotism. Sorry, sorry. Southside Dublin nepotism is live and well. I'll send a text. Career for life. What do you... Do you want a five-day membership of Port Marna Golf Club? Let's go. That's done. Sorry, would you like a wife? Would you like a wife? Yeah, you would. Catherine, there she is. She went to Mount Anvil. She currently works in PR, event planning... And marketing, all at the same time somehow. And of course she dabbles in social media. Because apparently she's great at the old Instagram, do you know? Would you like two kids? I can sort that. Here, Ushin, Fionn, there you go. She's driving a Land Rover. She's bringing Ushin to hockey practice. Finn's thinking of taking up the flute. You're a flute. 